All right, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to round three of the 2024 Hoosier Hero Driver. And now we've got a guy that's, I don't know how to describe this, because what I want to say, I can't say on that you drive, okay, is uh, Spencer Baston. He drives a World Outlaw Sprint car. I don't know how you do that, buddy. You got to have the biggest kahunas in there to sit in that seat. <laughs> I mean, it just to go and do that. It's got to be a thrill, though, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Uh, it is absolutely a thrill uh, each and every night. It um, it surprises you almost every time. Uh, so just and it's I'm just so fortunate to be able to do what I do and 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 do something I enjoy and love so much. Uh, growing up as a young kid, just being a fan of the sport and the industry. And then to, uh, you know, to be here today, you know, getting to, to do what I've always dreamt of is uh, is definitely special and something that's uh, I'm really lucky for sure. That's true. So anyway, congratulations on being one of the 2024 Who's Your Hero Drivers. You're in a pretty, pretty, pretty cool, cool. God, I can't spit it out. Cool crowd. That's for sure. Right. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, we were just I was, I was over there talking about it with uh, Neil and their group of. You know, it's kind of cool when, when I first started at 10 years old racing quarter midgets. Mm-hmm. I was, was going to ask you, 10 years old, right? Okay. Yeah, 10 years old and quarter midgets. I was racing on a Hoosier tire and then uh, ran there for a couple of years just as really a hobby and got into micro sprints on a Hoosier tire, into midgets, Hoosier tire, sprint cars. So uh, through my whole uh, experience and, and career moving through the ranks, you know, it's it's I've been rain, running on a company tire that's based out of my home state, Indiana. So it's it's kind of cool to, uh, to you know to run Hoosier tires and and uh, kind of be able to represent that brand on a on a yearly basis. That's true. So uh, how long have you been driving a sprint car? Driving a sprint car, I started kind of part time racing sprint cars a little bit in uh, 2017, okay. 2018. Uh, ran real uh, light schedules there. For about two years, uh, yeah, about two years, and then um, in 2019, tried to make the full time commitment. Yeah, and um, and from then really until the end of 2021, I was hopping around a lot, okay. trying to just uh, trying to get to essentially where I am today with a full time team on a full time series. Um, and so it was a it was a tough couple of years. There was a, a few times there where I thought this was you know not meant to be, and, and I'd <laughs> yeah. have to go find something else to do. Um, but fortunately, you know, with the with the right opportunities and and won a couple of big races and in uh, cars that I was kind of part time in, uh, was able to get this opportunity with CJB and and uh, put us here where we are today. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you definitely landed in a really good spot with CJB. You know, it's a they're a great organization. They're kind of concrete out there on the tour. They've been at it for a long time. There's been a lot of big names in that seat. Um, it's just got to probably feel like such an honor to to get in with a team like that of that caliber and uh, be able to go out and compete at the highest level. It absolutely does. And and after, like I said, struggling there for a couple of years of uh, uh, really just being a kind of a, a B team driver, filling in for injured guys, sick guys, whoever it was, uh, to be able to finally uh, be aligned with a, a team like CJB Motorsports with, with our owner, Chad Clemens and crew chief Barry Jackson. It just feels it feels really good and rewarding because then now you get to, you know, focus towards something there for a long time. It I would in a month's time, I would run four different types of chassis with four different crew chiefs that's at four get, different racetracks. It's hard to get used to that. It's it? hard to get used to anything or, or really build towards something because yeah. it's, you're constantly sitting in a car a little bit different. or You're not completely comfortable, but you have to get through it just because you're only there for a night or two. Uh, to, you know, now being with, with CJB, uh, you really look 
look into the future and, and you really establish your goals and kind of what you're you're building for. So being able to to finally have that is is definitely a luxury and compared to what I was used to. But um, you know, you, you don't spend much time thinking about, man, this is great and oh, this is awesome. It's you, know, you got to get to work. You, yeah. you got to get stuff done and and progress and, and constantly be uh, you know, building for, for the next weekend and, and the next race. So anyway, for our listeners listening and watching too, it's a 410 sprint car, which means it's 410 cubic inch weighs 1100 pounds. Yep. I'm guessing without the, with the driver, it's about 1400 pounds, 1400 pounds. Yep. And we're pushing about a little over 900, let's horsepower. just say nine, a little yeah. over 900 horsepower. Yep. <laughs> That's yeah. cool. So now tell me about that G force in that, as you coming down that straightaway wide open, cause you hardly ever let off. Correct. Uh, it depends on the, it depends on the track. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Some most, places, yeah, yeah. yeah. Most places you're just, you, you gotta you just hammer down, hammer down. Yep. So as you're coming into that straight in, come down the straightaway and you're getting ready to make that turn, your mind's telling you to turn, I guess, but tell me what you're going through when you're getting ready to hit that corner. Well, the, what makes, what makes what we do with the wing sprint car so unique is the wing part. It's yep. essentially, it's an upside down airplane wing. That's rather than lifting us up into the sky, it's shoving us down into the earth. So uh, having 900 horsepower in a such a lightweight race car, it is a it is a almost impossible feat to get all that power into to, the ground. In, to the ground. To yeah. the ground. So the, the, the winged part of it was, you know, what makes it really unique because, you know, it's shoving you into the racetrack, but, you know, the left sideboard is, is up higher than the right. So it's, it's really trying to pull you to the left and, and down into the racetrack uh more than you would i guess expect so you know at the end of the straightaway you're you're full song and there's some places where you don't quite barely wiggle the wheel and the whole thing changes direction and and it just really there's that that little bit of a wheel movement because if you think you know if you're holding up a a billboard or a just a, a big poster board on a windy day and if you just change if you change oh, yeah. the pitch of that board at all, you know, it, it'll just take off on you. Right. So yeah. it's the whole idea is is keeping the car as straight as possible to allow, uh, you know, perfect downforce and you get maximum uh, grip that way. Grip. Yeah. So um, it's it's funny. So a quick story of the first time I got into a wing sprint car after racing a midget, which is a car without a wing. Yeah. Uh, I spent the first two or three laps running down through the infield at Kokomo Speedway because I'd get to the end of the straightaway and turn the sprint car like a midget as, you know, get into the corner to get it sideways and, and start your entry. But at the moment that you open that, that sideboard, it pulls the whole car down into the infield. And I was spitting grass out of the infield for about two or three laps. So, um, it's just such a, a weird dynamic and, and it took a long time to get used to, but, uh, it's what makes sprint cars so unique and it, it's what makes it so challenging to watch. Yeah. Uh, you know, you watch a lot of uh, non-sprint car guys or yeah. non-wing guys jump in one and struggle for a while. Oh yeah, and they think yeah. they should be able to figure it out right away, but it's like, man, you don't understand it. it we it's, took a long time to get to where we are today. Yeah. So the G, you know, how many G forces you're hitting when you're hitting that corner? Any idea? I don't know if anyone's ever measured that. Measured, up. but it's got to be at least a couple, I would think. I would think, yeah. Yeah, and then speed-wise. How what how fast are you really going? Say, the biggest track you race is what a half mile, mm, half mile. Yep. Yeah. So on a half mile track, about how fast are you guys running? I think we ran. Uh, we didn't run Bristol this year, but twenty twenty one and twenty twenty two they ran at Bristol. I think it's the fastest. I know it's the fastest. I think I've ever gone. I think we were at one forty five or one fifty. Now is that average? One forty five. I think that was top speed there. Top but, speed. 
but you're cornering at probably 140. Like you don't, yeah, you don't, you don't, you don't lose yeah. speed because you're just not. You're just going there. You were so slammed in the racetrack. Now the places that feel really, really fast are the really high banked quarter mile tracks. Quarter mile. Quarter mile tracks. Really. So that's like a high school running track. Yeah. Yep. When those places, like uh, out in California, there's a track. Um, merced speedway okay for whatever reason that place felt probably the fastest out of any track we ever ran a lot of it has to do with just the fact that it was so small and so banked that the you know the cars are are getting into the racetrack with a lot of of uh grip because of the banking is holding you those are the places that feel just wicked fast because yeah. stuff happens so, so now quick. on that quarter mile bank are you letting out of the gas or are you wide open Qualifying there, we were wide open. Wide open. Trying, yeah, to just the motors absolutely screaming because uh, yeah. obviously the gearing is much yeah. different on a small place. Sure. And you're just hanging. You're, you pretty much feel like you're almost kind of strapping yourself to a rocket, and you're just trying to guide it. Just trying to guide um, it. Yeah, <laughs> trying to trying to precisely put it around the racetrack. So, um, well, I would say I would love to try one with no wall. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no make sure wall. there's no infield wall. Yeah, yeah no infield way, wall. Yeah. Just to go try it once to see how it would be like or whatever. Yeah. Uh, just to, just to feel the power, I think would be incredible. I mean, isn't that power just impressive? Or yeah, it's I mean, a it's a kid in a candy store every weekend for me. Yeah, yeah. I the moment that uh, you know you, you jump in you get suited up you jump in for engine heat but you go out there you, you pack the track you don't really get on the gas but you come back and you're sitting in in your car putting heat in the motor so you've leaned it down and you know the engine's got the lope to it oh, the whole yeah. car is just shaking and then it's like you go out for hot laps and get to it the first time and yeah everything your senses everything comes to life again and it's it's <laughs> it's uh it's an exhilarating experience and it's uh i'm definitely lucky to get to do what i do uh, i've Trust me, I believe and I understand it. So now, what's 2024 bring for you? Well, we are, uh, you know, as we speak, establishing uh, a few minor details left before we get to announce our, our plans and intentions for, for next year. Okay. Um, I'm back with CJB. Okay. Uh, back on on their program and, and continuing to build towards, uh, you know, what we've been building towards the last couple of years. And um, I'm excited to announce our, our plans for next year and, and uh you know see where we end up i think there's uh, some great races next year uh we've seen a lot of of uh i don't want to say improvement but um a lot of exciting things happening in sprint car racing over the last couple of years and a lot of that having to do with the the streaming services and, yeah. and all the money that's that's coming into the sprint car uh racing world so it's uh i'm excited for next year and and uh there's gonna be some really really cool events happening um, Go ahead. You had your breath going. <laughs> so, uh, so I want to talk to you about the tire for a second, right? So a year ago when we were here, we announced, um, you know, uh, some new tires for sprint car racing, you know, going away from the H series tire, um, going to the D 12 A's on the left rears and the D 15 A's on the right rear. So as a driver in the seat, you know, aside from the guys that, you know, are setting the car up and doing the tuning on the car, what are some things that you notice different with the new tire that we're running on, what what are, what do you see as some of the pros of it? And also, you know, what are the some of the things that you maybe struggled with, or um, there's some of the cons of it? Um, I I didn't really work uh, completely hands on with them as much, obviously, as our, our some of our tire specialists do. Um, I definitely I think I struggle with it a little bit more than than some others maybe just because i'd only ever ran on the h tire so i'd kind of established a 
an un, unknowingly I had established a feel and a sensation mm-hmm. that um, I wasn't actually going to get with this tire. So it was, it was something different for me to try to adapt to. Um, I feel like they definitely uh, you definitely don't have as much grip. So everything's kind of s- slowed down and become more difficult. You have to be more precise with your decisions and your your actions on the racetrack. Um, I know for for our tire guy Eric, um, he spent a, a good amount of time trying to relearn kind of what the the blocks need for mm-hmm. siping and grooving and you know what types of dirt. That is an art, isn't it? It is. It is. It absolutely is. It's one that I don't fully understand. I don't. You know, fortunately, I don't have to mess with that too much. You got I, other things to focus on. I right? got other things to focus <laughs> yeah. on. But from an outside perspective, watching him adapt and learn and, and speak yeah. with others um, into learning, you know, what if we went to one racetrack every week and it was prepped the exact same and the sun was at the exact same point, the temperature was always the exact oh, yeah. same, you could develop a, a rhythm. But what makes crew chiefs, tire guys, crew guys really, really good is adapting to the changes, adapting to the different circumstances, the different dirt, mm-hmm. the different track shapes all over the all over the country and, uh, you know, perfected every week so yeah. that's that was definitely something that was uh interesting to watch is everyone in sprinkler racing was learning a new tire yeah when and, i would go you know when i would come you know to one of your races last year you know to you know to be the tire dealer and and you know i would kind of walk around the pits you know after you know the heat race or after the a feature and and even before and just you know kind of try to glance at kind of what everybody was doing you know how they were grooving them and how they were siphoning them and it definitely was all over the board you know, you, you know, there was not one team, you know, next to another one that was really doing the same thing. You know, they right. were all kind of in experimental mode, trying to learn as much as they can. And like you said, you know, trying to trying to adapt to to the new tire and the conditions. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and I think I think there were certain teams that that were able to figure it out quicker or better than than others. Um, I think we were we were definitely a little bit behind. We we thought we had kind of established a little bit of an idea of, of the type of characteristic that it had and what it was asking for and uh, had built two or three weeks into that and, and, and pursuing that kind of that avenue. And then I uh, thought we had to figure it out in the next week and we went somewhere else and had a completely different feel. And I was like, Oh crap. Now we, all right, let's, uh, <laughs> let's back to, to, you know, ground zero. So we, now we can kind of try to reestablish. So it's, um, it definitely presented us with a different challenge. Uh, me, I'm still, you know, I've been on the road for two years now, full time with this team, and I'm still learning lots of things. I mean, it takes, I think it takes a lot of time to, to get to the point where, you know, the Brad Sweets and the Donnie Shots mm-hmm. and David Gravels and, and Carson Macedos and people like that uh, are. So uh, still working to get there. Um, you know, this offseason will be good for us to, to rebuild and reestablish kind of hone back in on, on where we need to be and, and uh, be ready to hit hard in, in next year. Awesome. Okay, will you run World of Outlaws? Of course, will you run any other races besides World of Outlaws? Is that just is that your primary focus? or Our primary focus is uh, is yet to be determined, actually. I have oh, really? A, okay. I have a meeting here in a, in a couple hours to, to finalize our decision and exactly oh. where we need to be. So um, that'll be an exciting announcement that we have planned for tomorrow. Shoot, where are you going to do that at? Uh, it'll be on social media, of social course, media. just like everyone else does. Somewhere here in PRI, though, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. that's fine. Yep. Maybe in the Hoosier booth. Uh, I'm not Maybe sure. not. I'm not. That's not my decision. <laughs> so we'll we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Love to watch you see what that announcement's going to be, where you're going to go, and everything else. Uh, and uh, 
love to i'm going to follow you i'm going to follow all these all your drivers and stuff too it's fun to get to meet more people in this in this business and stuff it's so much fun uh but uh just love following you guys and again congratulations on being a her driver i mean that's got to be quite an uh, accomplishment and a good feeling to be with that that class of people i mean it's there's a lot of good class in there you know yeah no doubt it's uh like i said before it's it's special it's a it's a fellow indiana uh company um and and being able to represent a company that uh, i've been part of or been racing with uh since i was you know very sure. little is is something really really cool and something to be proud of so honored to to be with the hoosier hero group a uh, good group of people and uh proud to represent them for uh next year well hey thanks for hanging out with us for a little bit thanks for li- letting our listeners learn about you and the hero drivers and all that good stuff too good luck on where you're going to end up we'll follow you we'll find out where you're going to be and hopefully when we're where you're racing we're in our area kansas colorado nebraska whatever we'll be there to support you yeah no doubt i'm, I'm looking forward to to getting back in the midwest and then doing some racing there so I, we will see you down the road sounds good thanks right, again buddy, buddy. Thank congratulations you. congratulations Spencer. thanks